Hey guys, and welcome to or back to the Pause in Pursuit podcast with your host, Summer Clark. So today we've got a slightly shorter than usual solo episode. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I don't have the brain capacity to come up with really, really long episodes at the moment. Um, as you know, I unfortunately lost Earl, um, my old 13-year-old Border Terrier, last Friday. No, not last Friday, Friday before um so i've just been struggling obviously a little bit lately i'm doing all right um thank you for all your messages um asking me how i am getting on um i am okay um ethel and Arrow are okay it's just obviously horrible um an experience that i just wish i would never have to go through again um i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy it was horrible and you know it's the first time i've been through it i sympathize with everyone who's ever been through it because it is awful um so this episode's kind of going to be a tribute to Earl. Um, yeah, he was 13. I got him when he was eight. He was my first dog, first agility dog. I saved up my own pocket money for him. Um, and I had him for 13 years. So when he was nine, four years ago, obviously, um, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer and was given two to 18 months to live. Anyway, um, we decided not to do chemo or any of that because obviously it makes them feel ill and we can't explain why they feel ill if we were to do that. Um so he went on a bit of medication um and painkillers and stuff like that anyway he's lived for four years extra than what they gave him they gave him two to 18 months and four years later he's still well he was still here um but then he seemed to be in more discomfort and uh, there was blood in his urine so we got him a scan and the cancer had spread to his bladder um and his back end started to go um he was he lot he couldn't urinate for himself um he had to wear little nappies and we had to sort of help him urinate um and it was starting to block up the other the the back end if that makes sense um so he was just really uncomfortable you know it was clearly his time to go um so we did the best thing we could do for him and we let him go that friday and it was horrible but the day before i took him out we had a mackie's he got a double cheeseburger um he got a puppuccino from starbucks we went on a little drive it's really nice had a little photo shoot in the garden it was beautiful weather um and then the next day we took him to the vet and he had so many gravy bones and so many chocolates oh my god his little face when he had chocolate for the first time so he had an amazing last few days you know he's had a great 13 years um he's done so much more than a lot of dogs do i know he's had a brilliant life um and yeah so that is that is what happened to me lately like i said thank you all so much for all your kind messages but today i'm going to be talking about lessons that my first dog taught me as a little tribute to earl so this might be particularly helpful if any of you are kind of young and your parents don't want you to have a dog like the situation i was in before i got earl um these are the lessons that my first dog actually taught me and i owe everything to earl because i i just wouldn't be the same person i am today if it wasn't for earl um i wouldn't have the career um that i've got you know um i wouldn't have the prospects that i've got i wouldn't have had the agility experiences that i've had i generally don't know where i would be in life if i hadn't got ill it would be completely different um so let's crack on and get into the lessons that my first dog taught me so number one is responsibility so earl taught me how to care for something and act responsibly to ensure its well-being so to be honest when you're eight eight years old um you barely even look after yourself (laughs) um you know you've got your parents there um you're still a child you still have you basically just get up mum makes your breakfast you go to school come home mum makes your tea and stuff like that maybe go out with a few friends around the neighborhood if you if you want um but you know 
getting a dog at eight years old and it being my dog, my responsibility. I paid for him, you know, um, all my money went towards him, um, bought his stuff, stuff like that. That gave me that sense of responsibility that I'd never had before of caring for something. And I needed to be responsible in order for him to be happy and healthy. Um, so, yeah, he taught me how it feels to know that your choices and actions affect other individuals. So, you know, it's not just myself that I was making my choices um, for and acting for. It was Earl. So every choice I made impacted him. You know, I had to choose um, his food, you know, when to when to give him his food, uh, what training to do with him and just just all the stuff like that. You know, when to get up in the morning to let him out, when he'll need to go out um, every every few hours or stuff like that especially when they're a puppy they are a full-time job and I went through that when I was eight so he taught me how to be a responsible human being basically um, number two is purpose so he taught me what it feels like to have a reason to get out of bed in the morning and that sounds really deep and no I wasn't depressed when I was eight that sounds really bad I know what it sounds like but you know you kind of get up when you're eight don't you you get up get ready go to school you kind of just you're in school aren't you um most a lot of people don't have hobbies when they're that age um a lot of people don't still don't have hobbies now so I'm very thankful to have agility which has turned into more of a hobby um but anyway I'm I'm going off on a tangent already and it's only point two but yeah he taught me what it feels like to dedicate everything you do and every effort you put into your day to something bigger than yourself so you're not just going about your day doing everything for yourself you know when you're a child um it's your world isn't it um you know you're still learning and exploring for yourself but Earl taught me you know that everything, you know, everything I did in my day and all the efforts I put into my day really were for Earl. Um, and that to me was bigger than just myself um, because it was for something else, someone else. So number three is love, obviously. And a lot of these probably sound really cringy and cliche, but to be honest, they are true. Um, he taught me what it feels like to love something unconditionally. So feels like a child doesn't it when you have a dog um he felt like my little baby that I was he was my pride and joy um and I honestly had that because like you have friends don't you but you're like well if they screw me over or bitch about me you know I'm not going to like them anymore I'm not going to want to be their friend anymore but Earl like he I would just love him no matter what unconditionally um and that was the first time I felt that as a child um he taught me what it feels like to love something so much that you value its well-being just as much as or if not more than your own so, you know, I cared for this dog so much that his well-being was just as important, if not more important to me than my own, which, like I said in an earlier point, as a child, you don't really have that. Um, often, you know, you're just more or less focusing on yourself um, and school and stuff like that. But he did teach me what it feels like to love something so much that you they're your priority and you do anything for them. And no matter what they did, you would love them just the same. And number four is gratitude. So he taught me to be grateful for the little things and appreciate everything every day. So you'll probably know what I mean when I say it's very easy for us to, you know, forget about the little things and take them for granted, just breeze through the day, doing these little things and just thinking they're either a chore or just every, you know, something everyone does when really we could lose them at any moment. Um, losing Earl taught me that it taught me the importance of appreciating what you've got because you never know when it's going to be taken away from you so if you've got dogs go give them a hug right now for me that's not a, that's not a, that what's it called that's not a request that's an order um especially old dogs you know you never know when they're going to go downhill but even young dogs you never know when they're going to get ill 
all of a sudden or you know you just never know when your last day with your dog really is and I'm not saying that to scare you I'm saying that to make you realize to appreciate all the things um you know appreciate your dogs just being there and healthy every single day um and so yeah he taught me gratitude obviously while he was alive but also losing him taught me or reminded me just how important it is to have gratitude and appreciate all the things that have become normal seeming to you and I'll admit it like you know having Earl for over half my life I'm nearly 22 now and I got him when I was eight you know it becomes the norm obviously um he's there all the time he's part of the household you know um you be, you get into a routine you forget to sit there and think you know oh thank god I'm so grateful that he's here and he's do you know what I mean so every day just try and remember especially doing agility you know could have a terrible run but you have to be grateful your dog's healthy and happy and I'm not saying I'm perfect at this because I'm not um it is quite difficult to remember in the moment uh, especially when things are going wrong but just being grateful and appreciating those little things all the time and just just keep reminding yourself of them basically um so number 5 is commitment so he taught me how to commit myself to something until the very end again sounds a bit dark but when you get a dog um as they say a dog is for life not just for christmas when you get a dog that's it um for life you have to commit to ensuring the health happiness and well-being of that dog for the rest of its life and that is a really important thing um that i learned when i was at such a young age because you know i you don't really think that far ahead when you're that age, do you? You don't think, oh, this is my responsibility for the next potentially 16, 17 years a lot of dogs can live up to. Um, so have it, when I got Earl understanding that this was for the long run and this was something that isn't a novelty thing that wears off or I can just do for a few weeks until I get bored, this is actually something to commit to for the rest of Earl's life. Um, and I gladly did that, but I know um, I've heard obviously a lot of parents get their children dogs and then they go off them in a few weeks and get bored of the the chores and then the parents end up looking after them but Earl taught me that 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 just isn't how it is um you know the bond I had with Earl I would never get bored of that when I was that age anyway obviously I love dogs so it made me less inclined to get bored um and yes there's hard days and tough times and going out in the rain and stuff like that but he really taught me that you know, no matter the weather, no matter how tired you are, no matter what mood you're in, you have to commit um, to something. And I've still got that attitude to this very day. If I start something, I will finish it, um, no matter how long it takes. And I also want to do everything I do 100% to the best of my ability, which can become an issue when I get obsessive over things. Um, and I'd rather not do something than do something half-heartedly. But yeah, I think he taught me that. He taught me to do everything. Just if you start something, do it properly and commit to it for the rest of time, basically. Um, and then six is dedication. So he taught me how to dedicate myself to my goals until I've achieved them. So this is kind of where training and agility comes in. Um, obviously, Earl was my first agility dog. Um, he was the first dog, excuse me, that I experienced um, competing with. And he literally did introduce me to the world that I'm still in all these years later, which I will be eternally grateful for. Um, but anyway, so in agility, my goal, you know, goals start small. So get 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 your dog to grade one, get uh, well, grade one, get your dog out of grade one, get your dog to grade two. Oh, imagine that. Imagine if we started at grade zero. No, thanks. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he taught me not to give up. He taught me to just keep dedicating myself to that until it happens. 
um, and it did. I got him to grade six and then I retired him um, because he was no longer enjoying it or looking comfortable. So I didn't get I didn't give up at grade six because it was too hard. It, that was for him. But anyway, my point is, you know, he taught me that it's the long game. You're playing the long game um, in everything in life, really. But agility is a huge example of that. You know, it it, it isn't going to happen. You're not going to get like championship status in a few months um, or even years, probably. Um, it it takes a it it, t- it takes a long time. Um, but he taught me the importance of dedicating, being dedicated to those long term goals and sticking it out, even though it takes forever and even though there's those tough days. So number seven is patience. So he taught me how to be patient, take my time and enjoy the journey as well as the destination. So again, hugely agility related there. You have to be so patient training a dog, not just agility, you know, training him tricks, obedience. He was my first for all of that. Um, so, you know, he taught me not to rush through things, trying to get to the end goal a bit, a bit like back to the dedication aspect, you know, be patient and, you know, not don't don't rush the process. Enjoy the process because the training process is just as rewarding as the destination of, say, getting that final win to grade seven or whatever. Um, You know, if it wasn't for the process, the destination wouldn't even happen. Um, If you just got given a dog out of nowhere, took it into a champ class and won it a ticket, but it was already fully trained. No hate on people that do run other people's dogs, but I can't imagine for me that would feel quite the same as, say, training my own dog for years and years, having really tough times that I've had to overcome by myself with that dog and then eventually winning that ticket after all that work and hardships that I just feel like that would feel more special to me again that's just my opinion um and you still have to be a bloody brilliant handler to handle a a dog that's already trained anyway just to run those champ courses and stuff so it impresses me however for me I just think it'd feel more special um after all that patience after all that waiting and after all that work um so obviously again as a child you're more sort of you just want the immediate gratification, um, which is something I actually read about in a few psychology, uh, sports psychology books and stuff lately. Um, you know, we want that immediate gratification, especially children, you know, like you just want it now. You don't want to have to wait it out because that's boring and no one likes that. But Earl taught me, you know, to enjoy that bit of it. Enjoy the graft, if that makes sense, because it'll make the destination feel so much more rewarding. And there's so many good times to be had in the journey, like, you know, training days, uh, meeting new people, say your dog has a, an issue and you go to a specialist and you meet and you make a friend out of the specialist, just random examples of things that can happen during that journey that a lot of us just want to get out of the way so we can get to the destination. Um, he taught me that all good things take time and the best things in life come to those who wait. So again, same point, but also dogs are so, dogs don't rush around, do they? Unless they're Arrow. <laughs> um, but Earl, like he's so calm. He just, he just lived in the moment. Um, he just chilled out. You know, he'd go on a walk at his pace. You know, he wouldn't be rushing to get it over with and get home to get on to the next thing. You know, um, so patience is a massive one. And I think anyone who gets a dog will be taught patience, no matter the age, especially young people like I was when I was eight. But dogs teach us patience. It just is what it is, especially when we're training them. Um, Training a dog takes ages. So you've got to have patience. There's really no choice. Um, number eight is education. So he taught me to love learning new things and embrace uncertainty, you know, so by embrace uncertainty, I mean, not be afraid of not knowing something um, and be OK asking for help being like, yeah, you know what? I don't know this. Um, 
but enjoy learning, not being frustrated because I don't know something, um, but actively think, oh, I can go learn this now and enjoy the, again, the process of learning new things, which I had to do when I got in because I'd never had a dog before and I'd never done agility. I literally started from the very bottom and now I'm here, but I um, have learned to enjoy the learning process through Earl and training him. Um, and now I'm still learning to this day. You know, I still don't know everything. I'm nowhere near knowing everything, in fact. Um, but he he really did teach me to love learning new things, which I still have now. Um, and again, as you as I just admitted that I really don't know. There's a lot of things I don't know. But Earl taught me to embrace that. You know, I'll learn it eventually. You know, I'll go out and seek that knowledge, and it'll be okay. And he taught me that no one knows everything, and there is something new to learn be learnt every day. And that's quite exciting to think about it. You can learn new things every single day. Um, I when I got Earl, I did literally learn something new every day. You know, teaching me a new trick um in the agility world there's always new things to learn so he definitely taught me um the power of education and enjoying um learning and you know striving to learn more but also not beating yourself up for not knowing things and stuff like that so number nine grief so again losing earl taught me how to deal with grief in a healthy way um, again, it's the first time I've really experienced grief and I know I'm very lucky to be able to say that at nearly 22 years old. I've never experienced grief as bad as I have with Earl, luckily, to be honest. I've, you know, I've been lucky enough not to face that before. Um, but yeah, again, a bit like anything that you have never experienced before, you're not going to be brilliant at it to start with. You, It's going to hurt. You're going to be confused. You're going to wonder how to deal with it. You're not going to know. Uh, but obviously going through this process has taught me because at the end of the day we have to get on with things and just don't we we just have to get on with things um life goes on no matter what happens to us the you know night keeps turning into day day keeps turning into night you've got responsibilities you know I've still got to get up and go to work and you know I still want to go to the gym and keep up all my routines and stuff like that um but that's a different topic I am going to do a podcast episode on how to deal with losing a pet or how I can't talk how I dealt with losing Earl um, just to help anyone else who's going through this because we all have to all of us that have dogs unfortunately you know they don't live as long as us um I bloody wish they did I wish they lived longer than us (laughs) but you know all of us dog people we're gonna have to go through it probably a lot of times in our lives um so Earl has taught me for the first time how to deal with that grief of losing a pet when I've never dealt with it you know I've never had to deal with it before um and you know it never makes it it doesn't make it eat I, I think I don't think it'll ever get easier like I think the only thing is you will acquire more skills and knowledge of how to deal with it and what to do to make yourself feel a little bit you know to manage it a little bit better and make yourself feel a little bit less completely distraught um if you go through it m- multiple times and as you experience it more often but I can't imagine that'll ever get easier I just think every single individual dog you have going through that will be just as heartbreaking as the first time. Um, But again, it is just something we have to accept as dog owners. And they always say it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all, which is so true. Like, I would rather have gone through the past few weeks of feeling the worst I've ever felt than not have had the last 13 years of just pure amazingness with Earl. So... Number 10 is slowing down. So the power of just slowing down. Again, it sounds really woo-woo and like um, spiritual, but Earl taught me to 
stop and smell the roses every now and again, you know? He taught me to stop rushing and take a moment to just breathe. Um, he was the most chilled out character in the entire world. He was so chilled to the point where he was horizontal most of the time. Um, he, you know, he, he loved just going out and sunbathing, just laying on the settee. When he went for walks, he'd just stop to smell. You know, he'd never be in a rush. And that really, just seeing that and experiencing that really taught me to just, again, a bit like the appreciation point, just stop, look around, just breathe, just be for a little bit. And yeah, just slow down a bit. Like we're all so fast paced and rushing around and burning ourselves out. And Earl just really taught me the importance of slowing down a little bit and, you know, just pacing ourselves in life really, because life's meant to be enjoyable. And Earl just did. Earl just enjoyed it. He just enjoyed himself. That was his only goal. Enjoy himself. Um, that's super admirable. Um, oh God, voice break. Admirable. I know dogs don't have all the responsibilities we have and time frames and stuff like that. You know, they have no, con- no, is it, I was about to say conception, that's completely the wrong word, no, oh my god, I can't remember the word, I just used like, I just said conception on my agility podcast, um, what's the word, I can't remember the word, they have no like, um, understanding of time, you know what I'm trying to say, um, obviously so obviously it's easier for them to chill than us because we know the time we know the deadlines we know what you know our day our routine every day is um you know based completely on time but yeah he just really did teach me to slow down and no I'm still awful at it to be honest I'm still need reminding you know every so often I need to remind myself but Earl did teach me that and I now can remind myself you know nope stop it you're going too fast you're rushing so number 11 is hard work. Um, so right from the very start, he taught me the importance of working hard for what you want. Um, so obviously, I had to work hard to save up for Earl to start with. Um, I had to work, you know, work hard as in, yes, I was like six or seven, but I had to work hard mentally to when I got those couple of quid of pocket money from my grandparents, I'd have to be disciplined. And discipline is another thing he's taught me that I'll tie into hard work. Hard work and discipline, you have to, you know, mentally, discipline is mental hard work to be fair so it's not just physical hard work it's mental hard work in the form of discipline I had to be disciplined enough to go no I'm not spending that on ice cream I'm saving it for my dog (laughs) and then I finally saved up enough and got Earl um and then obviously I started training him and went into the world of agility and it was so hard work Earl wasn't an easy dog as far as agility goes he was easy at home but he wasn't an easy agility dog um he was very hard to motivate um and I really struggled with the driving speed aspect from him um but you know I just had to put in loads of hard work to get what I wanted which was the success in agility and we did achieve that for for the level we were at at the time um and he he taught me to stop oh sorry he I've lost my I've lost where I am he taught me to enjoy hard work instead of resenting it so again bit back to enjoying the pre- the process the journey not just the destination he taught me to actually you know put my head down and get stuck into the graft and really embrace that graft instead of resenting it and thinking of it as a chore, which is a super important life lesson, especially at that age. Uh, Number 12, resilience. He taught me to keep persevering even when things felt impossible. So there are a lot of shows where he just didn't want to run. He was out of the course time by like two or three seconds every single time. And I thought it's impossible for him to get inside the course time to get that last winter grade six or whatever. And at the time it really did feel impossible, but you know, he taught me just just keep persevering and the odds are it will eventually work out. 
which it did and he taught me not to let challenges defeat me and to push through the tough times so and I still have those to this day and if it wasn't for Earl and Ethel to be honest um I think I really have struggled with Arrow's agility journey it hasn't been easy anyway um but you know he, he taught me to keep pushing even when it's really tough and you can't see a way out like with Arrow when he would wouldn't run and that to me felt impo- like an impossible challenge and it was so tough and heartbreaking and I cried so many tears and I wasn't even that young but you know it was horrible um but I pushed through that didn't let you know took it as a challenge didn't let it defeat me um and turned the impossible what felt like the impossible into something that was possible with time and hard work again back to that graft so he really did teach me resilience which has paid off like mad for Arrow as you've seen 13, the importance of the basic necessities. Again, a bit back to the gratitude, but he taught me how important the basics are. So, you know, with dogs, as long as our dogs receive food, water, shelter, hygiene, exercise and affection, they're happy. We we can all learn from that. We can all learn from Earl and all of our dogs, to be honest. Um, Arrow's a bit different. He's constantly wanting more exercise and attention, but Earl was just happy with the basics. He got fed in the morning. He'd line, have a drink. He'd line the settee in his shelter. Um, you know, I'd give him a little, give him a bath if he got, if he got a bit uh, stinky and he was happy with that. Um, you know, a few walks every now and again, just, just pottering and obviously cuddles. And, and that was his life. He was happy, more than happy with that life. And, you know, if only, if only humans were like that, you know, um, so 14 is forgiveness. He taught me to forgive those who do me wrong and move forward. So I've always been quite bad at this. So if someone offends me deeply or does something nasty or whatever for whatever reason I struggle to forget it and I hold a bit of a grudge I can't help it I just resent them after that um which is not ideal I would like to be more forgiving um but dogs are so forgiving and you know having Earl and and you know watching him forgive you know if if I'd have an argument with my mum or something be shouting or whatever he'd be like oh what's going on but then he wouldn't hold that against you you know five minutes later he's completely fine stuff like that um or if I what forgot to feed him one night at 6 p.m when I normally did and then it was half seven I was like oh I need to feed him he would I wouldn't if I went in he wouldn't be like he wouldn't you know be screaming and shouting and and not want cuddles or anything like that you know it sounds stupid but you know our, our dogs are just our dogs are just happy with living with us as long as they've got us they are generally happy um and yeah, he just, he's just taught me to try and, you know, forgive people more freely, you know, just, just be a bit more mellow, just like Earl was. So the last point, which is 15, and I'm glad this is the last point because I've just seen on my GoPro that it says the battery's low, so I hope it doesn't cut me out. <laughs> um, we've actually been going for nearly half an hour. I thought this would be a really short episode. Um, so 15 is living in the moment, and this is my final point. So he taught me to live for the present moment, and I'm still bad at this, but he told me to stop dwelling on the past and worrying about the future and just live in the present moment. Think about it. Our dogs have no recollection in their minds of what happened in the past. And they have no idea what's going to happen five minutes from now. They can't plan. Um, they can't, you know, they don't remember as far back as, as us. I don't know how much dogs remember from the past, to be honest. Um, but they definitely can't think about the future. Um, unless it's getting towards tea time and then they're like, oh, my tea's in five minutes. I'm going to start whining. <laughs> that was Earl blessing. But yeah, he just taught me, you know, live in the moment and also... Every moment with Earl was absolutely precious. Um, 
and every moment with your dog is not to be taken for granted so when you're with your dog just sit and appreciate being there in that moment with your dog because you'll never get that moment back hopefully you'll have many more moments like that but it'll never be the same one so just appreciate your dogs guys and that is my 15 points so all the lessons that Earl taught me there's probably so many more that he taught me that I haven't included but we're getting near to half an hour I think 15 is plenty so I hope you enjoyed this episode I hope it didn't make you too sad when I was talking about it at the start um but if you would if you think it's a good idea to for me to do a podcast episode on how um I dealt with losing Earl and you know my tips on doing so if you for when other people go through it um then let me know and as always keep giving me feedback for the podcast so things you like um constructive criticism keep giving me episode ideas and guest ideas I've got I think three more guest ideas hopefully that I need to reach out and ask them and get those lined up so that's very exciting um and I think we're on episode 23 now so I can't believe that. That's crazy. I was looking at it earlier, all uh, all my episodes, and yeah, I'm pretty sure this is 23, so that is crazy. Um, I'm quite impressed with myself keeping it up every single Wednesday for 23 weeks. Pat on the back, Summer. Good job. Good job. A little round of applause for myself. Whee! Anyway, um, and obviously, last but not least, um, if you could leave feedback for the podcast, so um what's it called rating or review on spotify and apple podcast that would be great i'll leave the links um oh yes links so social media i'm active every single day on all of these social media channels i'll put them here on the video and excuse me again jesus down below on um in on the in the youtube video description so make sure to follow me on all of those i'm active every day and you can keep up give me a follow and never miss another episode or post or story or anything um so use all these links to your advantage. Sorry, keep having voice breaks and connect with me because it's super fun on all of my socials. So that is it for this week, guys. Again, thank you for listening. Um, I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.